This week on the Push for Lakes podcast, we talk about the research behind pre-sleep protein, Brett Contreras doing some no barbell work, and our mistakes as we step into the gym in our early years. Also, we create a load of lists for you guys. Alright, three, two, one. I won't give myself rhabdo. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, my man? Yeah, we're all good, mate. It's tipping down with rain here in Bath, which is delightful. It is tipping down with rain in London as well. Apparently, we've been, we've been waiting for it as well. Um, it, it's been hot, unbearably hot for some. You, Dan. Mm. Um, yeah. Pretty much, but it's been it's been all right. It's been nice. It's been nice having the weather whilst it was there, and now I've actually got the rest of the week off. It's in a piss down with rain. Um, do you ever work? Like, <laughs> do you ever do the rest of the week off uh, <laughs> in the gym consulting. So that's what it's called, isn't it? Right, I'm a consultant. Actually, a consultant, Dan. So, that's right. So, um, <laughs> what's going on in your world? What's going on in Bath? Uh, not a lot, mate. Just working hard, you know. Standard, mate. Just the standard. Always, always working hard. Hashtag, hashtag online lifestyle. You know all that. Um, <laughs> haven't had a holiday in two years. And Mr. PT over there, living in London, has had holidays every two weeks. And he's always off consulting, um, raking it in. But yeah, no, I am. Um, speaking of consulting, I am in London actually for a week <laughs> at the end of July. Yeah. So that'll be um, that'll be fun because I get to see you. I get to train with you, and I get to show you up on all your lifts even though I've not trained for about a year now and we get to record a live podcast together which will be interesting yeah I guess that yeah, we should be make we should get some like big questions in for that one I think we should make that like a really long one maybe split it into two parts or something possibly because we're both there at the same time Facebook live it Oof. Oh shit! shit. Wow. wow that's a whole new level of uh, <laughs> social media wizardry right there shit Taking with the big mm. boys at their game, right? Um, yeah, that'd be interesting. We could do that. I don't see why not. But yeah, let's talk about what we're gonna, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Let's give us a, a little rundown. So um, again, we'll start with heavy stuff, which is uh, obviously research based. Is our pre-sleep protein is what we're going to talk about a little bit, mm. um, mainly because over the last I've just noticed it over the last three or four weeks, there've been a fair few studies posted out from strength conditioning research. Um, yeah, just talking about pre-sleep protein and what they've been doing, and we we did quickly just chat about it pre uh, pre-show, and we spotted a flaw, um, which is why mm. why we're bringing it to the the masses, I guess. Um, but we will look we'll look at that. Then uh, Brett Contreras is doing something cool, I guess, self scientific because he's mm. hashtag evidence based. It will be anecdotal. That's the only thing because um, it's just him. Mostly gets his all his people like that's so he fit and all his like glute squad and they could all do it. But we'll we'll chat about what he's doing. Um and then you had some questions, so we we, we picked a couple. Um mm. from somebody Dan knew once. Probably still knows now, but yeah. You, yeah, I know. He was from um, from uni. Ian messaged me and says he listens to the show and again like from from days gone by, I guess I'm sure Ian won't mind me saying that he wouldn't have been the person I would expect to listen to the podcast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he's he's fi- he, you know he's finding a healthier way of living and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I guess just wanted to ask a few questions about us when we were beginners and when we were just setting out and starting out in the gym and 
you know, what would we do? We're beginners. What would we do now if we were beginners, <laughs> I suppose? But then I suppose some funny stories about what we did do, which is going to be quite funny. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, yeah, so then yeah. we'll cover a bit of that. And then we random, random shit, mate. Random, random crap. And then uh, an interesting one, which uh, obviously on my drop at the start, I talk, said Rabdo. Um, real weird. Can't believe I stumbled across that, but... Yeah, so odd. Random. Very random. Right, so pre-sleep protein, Dan. You're doctor dietitian, well, nutrition man. <laughs> I'm, I'm neither of those people. <laughs> no, we're, 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 we're literally, um, what do we call you? Macro man. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. That's appropriate than doctor <laughs> dietitian. That's not, the kind of thing that you go to Harley Street and you'd see someone call themselves doctor dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> I charge you £800 an hour. I'm a doctor dietitian. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Exactly. All right, Jeez. macro man. All right, uh, pre-sleep protein. Talk to me. Yeah. So, pre-sleep protein is say that a couple few times fast. Yeah, exactly. um, is is something that has been focused on quite a lot recently. Um, when we talk a lot about the protein research in years gone by, it's kind of focused away a little bit from right. This is how much protein you need in a day, which we kind of know is important. But protein is the one macronutrient that if there was any benefit to timing a macronutrient, it is protein. Um, having smaller doses through the day is better than having one to two huge amounts of it, for example. So if Tom was to, say, have 200 grams of protein a day, there is probably a benefit of him having four portions of 50 grams over having two portions of 100 but likewise there's probably merit in him having five portions of 40 um and and that may have an extra effect on spiking muscle protein synthesis a little bit further there is a point you get to where if you have it too low so say if you did like 10 lots of 20 grams it would be useless because it's not enough to spike muscle protein synthesis so there is this kind of there is a kind of a minimum amount you need um and Likewise, anything over that doesn't mean it's wasted at all. It's not wasted. It's just that sometimes you have to trigger MPS and you have to start the process of muscle protein synthesis. And they have done studies where they've infused amino acids into the bloodstream at a constant rate. And it doesn't affect muscle protein synthesis in the same way. So you do need to have like bolus amounts of it, which means have a lot and then let it let your body kind of um, synthesize and get rid of and uh, kind of oxidize those amino acids before having some more essentially um and once my clients have gone away from or once they've managed to kind of get their total protein in the day when we start talking about timing pre-bed is one of the times i do suggest that they consider having some um and that's just from a point of view of that they are then going into the longest period of the day without any protein um and like anyone who's done intermittent fasting will tell you that doing intermittent fasting and hitting your protein goal, you don't lose muscle mass. You don't. Like, it's not a problem. So these are, like, the tiniest effects you're looking for here. But if you're, for example, trying to gain some muscle, uh, you're in a calorie surplus, you want to do everything you possibly can to gain as much muscle in a short period of time, say six months, um, then having your protein split at regular intervals will be useful. Um, and pre-sleep is definitely one that gets neglected by a lot of people. They don't even think about it. They kind of go, right, I'll have breakfast. Three hours later, I'll have a shake. Three hours later, I'll have lunch. Three hours later, I'll have a snack. Three hours later, I'll have dinner, and I'm good. It's like, no, you probably should have a large amount of protein before bed because, again, you've got the longest time without any kind of food going into your body. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of a lot more researched. Um, it's been researched a lot more recently. 
um, than kind of previously thought. And that's probably due to the fact that a lot of funding now probably comes from high-level elite sport as well and supplement companies, things like that. And it's probably in their interest to think about these things. And um, hand on heart, I would say that, like, you know, if you were to match protein, I would suspect over six months, and you keep everything else the same, training as hard as possible, someone who splits their protein up a bit more evenly through the day and has some pre-sleep would have better um, muscle gain than someone who didn't think about it and just had whatever they wanted when they wanted. Pretty much. That's what I would say. So, yeah. Um, so, interestingly, out of these three studies that I picked out, um, so two do have a direct uh, correlation of the fact that they're talking about just overnight... Uh, so pre-sleep protein incorporated into uh, muscle protein overnight and whether it increases gains in muscle protein synthesis. But both of the studies, um, one of them is in 2012 and one of them is 2017. So they've basically redone the study. Um, Mm. And in untrained males, basically they're looking at myofibular synthesis rates um, during post-workout overnight recovery periods in untrained males, which I think we can scale down to a lot of people. So that's probably the people you'd do it in. Or it'd be untrained males or trained males, to be honest. Only because um, we're talking males because of the amount of protein they were using. So um, they did supplement when in 2012, they did a supplementation of 40 grams, um, which obviously was positive. Um, it showed that its pre-sleep protein gains overnight muscle muscle protein synthesis, so up to like twenty two percent against a uh, a placebo effect, um, which is cool. It's what we kind mm-hmm. of would expect. So, um, but the only thing, it, the the only thing about this, it was uh, the diet was only controlled on test days. So there's there's a skew of like energy intake, um, which is a bit shit. Because we'd rather it be if it was over, say, a week period. So, let's see. Um, yeah, if it was over, it was basically two groups, but it doesn't really say how long the period was. So, yeah, the problem with it is, I don't, I don't think over such a short period of time you're going to see a massive change. So, for example, no. if if you do a, if you see a study where in a week or two weeks they see a positive change in strength. Um, compared to a placebo group, for example, I'd argue that it's probably just the extra calories. Like that's what we've, yeah. we kind of talked about before, right? Is so you give someone two, on... three hundred extra calories over the course of a week, uh, each day over the course of a week or two weeks, they've ingested more calories, they're recovering better, um, probably maybe hitting their total protein because these these lot they didn't even check their. Um, it was like a self-selected. Kind so of... but that was that was on the other study, dude. Um, so on on the study that was redone, they actually just decreased the amount of protein because a lot of people. Uh, I think the tendency is to hit between well, some people hit between like twenty and thirty grams of protein. Thirty grams being top per meal, so they use the thirty grams of protein for um, overnight synthesis, like incorporated into muscle protein. But um, they actually showed that it, it didn't make much of a difference. And it needed that little basic boost of excess. But like you say, it was probably because you're asleep for seven mm-hmm. and a half hours. Therefore, you probably need an excess of protein that you're not having that supplementation yeah. the whole time. So probably more better. Be interesting to see them take that to 50 grams. Yeah, I think I think there's there's definitely um, there's definitely a rationale to kind of say if you have 30 to 40 grams in each meal and you, you know and you're gaining size on that to potentially go to 60 grams before you get to sleep because yeah. arguably you're you know in between each meal you're having what between three to five hours so that means in the space of between six to ten hours you're getting in 
between 60 to 80 grams of protein well that's how long you're gonna be, maybe be asleep for um so it could be worth thinking about um about having a, a larger amount uh, and i know that for people who compete for example i know that it would definitely become even more important for them yeah. i'd be like and again because when you're competing it's kind of a case of you, your protein needs would be a lot higher than someone who's just dieting for the sake of dieting um so if they're up at you know if i was about three grams per kilo body weight I was up at 240 grams of protein a day and I had 50 grams of protein before bed. That 190 is what I would eat now, at, you know, at maintenance. So it's definitely, um, definitely something in that I think for those definitely people doable. who are competing and, and looking to maximize muscle mass, right. And just keep your nitrogen balance as positive as possible for as long as possible. So kind of going back to what you said about, uh, where we picked out on the, one of the other studies that they posted out in strength and conditioning research was the pre-sleep protein gains in uh, muscle fiber, muscle size during strength training. So giving them pre-sleep protein during strength training and then not basically, um, mm. we said they weren't calorie matched. So, that kind of it doesn't doesn't not avoid it, but it did gi- it did give a, uh, a kind of significant increase, which is great um, in mm. quadriceps, so type two fiber, um, which is cool, which is exactly where we expect the strength to come from, explosive type yeah. two fibers. So yeah, so <sighs> daily energy intake was not affected by protein supplementation. So yeah. I still, I still like to see what calories everybody was on, uh, plus or minus. It'd be interesting to see, but the strength training was a benefit. So basically, the takeaway: add it in. If you're not having it right now, there is probably the easiest, quickest fix that you could take. Yeah, and I just think if someone literally by having something it doesn't have to be like a protein shake or anything. I, I tend to have like yogurt. So yeah, I, I think if someone is, if you're one of those people that sits there and goes, I really struggle to get protein in during the day. I really struggle to get enough in at each meal. Um, it's the easiest habit in the world to start forming. It's just right two scoops away before bed. Just get it down, yeah, and you're done. And like your protein level, your protein total protein of the day increases. You start yeah. feeling better. You recover better. Like it's it's a bit of a no brainer, really. Like it's one of the like I said, one of the first things that I say to people if they can do to to, to kind of think about because a lot of people don't like eating shitloads of protein in the first thing in the morning for breakfast, for example. So it's like right, we'll just get loads in before bed and just be amazing. Just fucking avocados, just avocados all the time, isn't it? Just breakfast. That's all it is. That's all you need. That's I've, all you need. Uh, I I was so close to posting about fuck off with avocados yesterday. I hate avocados, mate. I, like, I've said this for so long. Like they're one of the worst. I just think they're so. I, I don't mind them, but I just I, we've we've gone for a stage in my house right now where we've had a, quite a lot of avocado over the last couple of weeks, and I've just I just had it. It was on. It was next to my burger yesterday, and I was just like, I don't want it. Like. There was no. a um, there was a there was a post by um someone I can't remember who it was that someone famous I think someone um, maybe an MP or me I can't remember that someone and they were basically saying how like the people who want mortgages are the same people that go out and buy fucking two avocados for breakfast and have it on toast it's like no just be normal don't buy <laughs> stupidly priced fruit to put on your toast save that money and get a mortgage stop loaning I like, it, was, it was like real ranty piece it was quite funny I, can't I like people that. to uh, go look up because I'm pretty sure this is right it was uh, it was on some sort of TV program but uh, the the rise of avocado related injuries because people it was on uh, the last leg because uh, oh. people don't know how to <laughs> how to cut them oh, so uh, there's loads of people like obviously middle class um, 
cutting off their fingers and slicing oh. themselves because they don't know. Fucking deserve it. I was like, how, how do you... Because they obviously get stuck at the, like, the, the fucking massive pip thing, bull that's in it. Honestly, honestly, the most overrated food in the world. <laughs> Come back to us right, on uh, overrated avocados. What I'm saying avocados. is, at times I see the people having it with smoked salmon and eggs. I'm like, you're ruining the smoked salmon and eggs. Have the smoked salmon and eggs on their own. Ditch the avocado. <laughs> it's only adding calories in there, but no, 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 nothing else to it. Sloppiness. No taste added. It's just uh, calories. Oh. Get rid of it. All right, cool. Brett Contreras is doing something cool. What's he doing, Dan? Yeah, he's um, he's done. I follow him on Instagram. I think it was on his stories he announced it, but he posted in a post. I, about I, it. I saw him do a post about it as well. Yeah. Um, he he's basically not doing any squatting or deadlifting with a barbell. And he's seeing over the next eight weeks how it affects his strength on those lifts when he comes to retest them. However, he's still doing lots of other compound lifts, machines. I can't remember for life me. I probably should have found out before we came on. If he's doing split, if he's doing Bulgarian split squats with dumbbells, hip thrusts, um, or stiff leg deadlifts. I can't remember. I I thought what I read was no barbells, um, just machine based things. Um, so I would assume that would be no hip thrusts. Um, I don't know where we sit then on in, on Bulgarian split squats with dumbbells, but I'll have to go back and check out the post again. But yeah, essentially yeah. he's he's not um, he's going to see how it affects his strength on those lifts, which I thought was quite interesting for someone who, like I said, loves his strength training. I think yeah, I think from on the hypothesise that it will affect it in a positive manner, um, just because I'm going to guess that from a chap like um, Brett Contreras who l- does enjoy to throw a barbell around it's going to be a change of stimulus and he's going to hit his muscle groups in a very slightly different fashion um, mm. than he maybe normally would um, so I think there will be a positive outcome for this yeah I, th- I think with it I think with him I think he's so experienced with that sort of movement squatting and deadlifting with a barbell that eight weeks away from it will not be long enough for him to diminish his skill no. of that movement. So I think he will see a positive benefit. He's still training hard. He's still getting strong in other movements. And I think that if I was to take even someone like, like I said myself, if I was to not squat for eight weeks, I think I, my squat would suffer because it's I'm not I'm not honed that skill over years and years and years. Um, like he has, you know, he's nearly he's forty odd, isn't he? So he's been squatting for twenty odd years. So that's again such a, it's a skill that he's got now. Um, so my, yeah I, I would hypothesise that he certainly wouldn't lose strength no I think he would either maintain and again like 8 weeks you might not gain anything no. like somebody who's been training for 20 years the fact is that he might not yeah might not do anything to him um, but we'll see I, just, I don't think it will harm I just don't think it will harm him at all no I think it's probably, it's probably the first time in a long time he's probably taken a bit of time away from them yeah sure he's probably doing good Nice, refreshing. Learn something new. We've all been there where we were just like machine weights. All been there. So, which leads us on to early days in the gym. Apparently, is one of the questions we uh, got asked by your friend Ian. Was what we yeah. did or what mistakes we were making? I guess when we uh, first set in the gym, what we were, what were we doing? What um, were you doing? Not a lot. Not a lot of useful <laughs> stuff. Um, so yeah, he just sort of said, oh, have you got any anecdotes of your early days of going in the gym when you were younger? How you pushed through those kind of early barriers um, to motivation and, and that kind of stuff. And it got me thinking, we asked this question the other day in Team Box, we had a group of emails go out and we asked this question to ourselves. And um, yeah, like I remember, 
think I remember reading. I think it was Charles Poliquin. Shoot me. Um, Lol. I'm basically saying how like squats and deadlifts were like massive for testosterone release, and I was like, well, yeah. What I'll do then is I'll train those a little bit, and then I'll get such a surge from from testosterone and growth hormone that if I just train up a body, I'll be big. I'll be <laughs> fine. Um, so I think I did like chest, back. And then on shoulders and arms day, I just did like three sets of three squats. That was it. That was all the legs I did. And then I did chest and back again, then shoulders and arms, but with three sets of three deadlifts. And I was like, that's enough. That's fine. Because my testosterone release will get me bigger legs and then I'll get real strong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I just remember being very clueless. Um, I remember feeling very clueless as well. Um, and... Yeah, just I remember obviously it being intimidating, all those sorts of things. But if I could, if I could go back now, and I could redo it all again, what would I do? What would I do? I would do really, really boringly a squat <laughs> variation, a deadlift variation, a horizontal push, horizontal pull, vertical push, vertical pull, and I get out. That's what I do. Um, and yeah, sometimes I wish that people were in a pos- in a position when they were that age to have a coach, because fuck me, you'd make so much progress. But like, also, in in that age, would would listen as well. Yeah. You, you still wouldn't listen though, even if somebody told somebody yeah. to do that. You'd be like, you well, need to, <laughs> you need to make those mistakes. Yeah. To then appreciate <laughs> and learn the simplicity of training, hundred percent. I agree. I do agree with you. Like it's. I'd be like, well, I still no need to train my arms basically all the time, and just and they're still not bigger. No, it's fine. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happened. And, and I'd still be researched on the internet, looking for, thinking that I could gain loads of muscle, lose loads of fat at the same time. All I had to do was drink this shake, and I'd be fine. <laughs> I, I, I believed. I believed you could do it because these guys were telling me you could do it, and they were big. And it's only through being older and more experienced and gaining intelligence knowledge that I realise that they were just selling a um, product to me. I know. I know. But yeah. It's hard. <laughs> like, I think that's the other thing. I think it is hard. I think uh, yeah. the, the biggest, like I don't know, mistakes-wise when I was in the gym, um, when I first got in, was more, not mistakes, I was, I was more cardio-based because I always thought that was more to do with my football. Um and all power based. I did a lot of jumping and bounding and all that kind of crap. Um, I know, weird, right? Because um, yeah, I just did a load of explosive sports, and that's about it. But when I started doing lifting, probably the looking back, the stupidest and kind of weirdest, funniest mistake that I've made is uh, I used to bench and squat both. Like seriously, I was thought I was lifting a, a shit ton on the smith machine and mm. there's nothing wrong with squatting on a Smith machine if you know how to set it up and you properly trained and you know what you're doing i have no idea literally no, i'll just fold in half and go down yeah um and then benching i had no idea how to bench properly i was convinced that my one rep max on a smith machine when i was about 20 was about 180 kilos because mm. um, apparently that's I put near enough on that, um, or I did some sort of mathematics. I did one of those formulas to work it out, and I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely one eighty." I was like, "Bearing bearing in mind now, I I can squat one eighty fine, but back then, no, literally no chance. Like, 
Dan, I'm I'm two, two years ago, you you've seen me like struggle to hit like a one thirty five or something like that, yeah. and it would have been a, it would have been piss poor. <laughs> but yeah, I was just I was convinced. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can squat that. It's fine. Like one seventy, one eighty, be good. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, you can't, Tom. Like, look at your legs. I still remember one tiny. of my. I still remember one of, one of my earliest memories was I joined a. When I was like, this was when I was doing my masters. I think I joined a gym in Liverpool, and I did the really embarrassing thing of being in a squat rack and taking all the weights off one side. Yeah, and letting it go. And it was a shit bar. <laughs> I just flew up. Luckily, there was no mirrors around. I didn't smash anything, but I got some looks. And at that point, I was like, fuck. I was like, I don't belong in this gym. <laughs> but I was the same as you. I was just, I think I just did car. I was just a cardio bunny. I just run around a lot. Yeah. Word of footballers. All I had to do was run around a lot and I'd be all right kind of thing. Like They'd think I was fit and, and strong enough. Yeah. And, I spent and then that, uh, another one, totally, totally unrelated to the gym, was when I first got a Nutribullet, <laughs> my assumption was that I could just put shit loads of stuff in it and it would just blend it into a juice and I could drink it. So I must have put like a whole packet of kale in there, <laughs> thinking, thinking that it would like liquidize, thinking that these Nutribullets were like the next best thing. And I just remember it just coming out as just a big like lump of like... <laughs> of like um, like grass cuttings and I was like what the fuck I was like I need to be able to drink this and I just remember it I was like oh actually no hang on I can't put shit loads of grass and stuff in it I hope to drink it oh god like you do make you do make stupid mistakes but it's just like did you I, I genuinely believe if someone had told me at the time you can put too much in I'd have gone nah anyway. <laughs> you kind of have to you have to kind of make these these stupid errors and that's what makes often as well actually that's what makes a good client like a lot of my yeah. clients would have just been like oh my god like fuck me if I'd have had you five years ago where would I be and it's like yeah but five years ago the reason that you're you're here now is because you fucked up five years ago like if you'd have had this you wouldn't you know it, it, you need to make those mistakes otherwise it's uh, it's the same in like in all walks of life business fitness whatever yeah. it's just Jesus Christ and Go also you're gonna be like, oh my god, I was I was doing that in five, you know five years ago. It, yeah, of I, used, I used to I used to wear gloves when I was about you still do wear nineteen gloves, twenty. <laughs> yeah, I, even I, even I, when I was yeah, like, I will admit I had a pair of gloves as well. Like when you were <laughs> nineteen twenty, and I was just doing like machine weights. I didn't really do much dumbbell work. If if I did, it would have been dumbbell like bench press, and that, literally that's it. No pulls, yeah. although it might might been needed for gloves. And like I'd be like. Yeah, normal machine shoulder pressing with gloves on. Good work, yeah, Tom. I, right. the, I don't know if it was a hygiene I, problem, maybe. I had the white and black maxi muscle ones. I did you? No, I I had I think I think I actually purchased some and then I purchased a different brand. I had got bought some upskilled ones, basically I bought some Nike ones and they were a little bit better. Um needless to say I don't wear them now, so fucking stupid. <laughs> I've got one client that wears them. Wears gloves and she gets endless abuse. So. But mm. apparently doesn't want callousy hands, so which I guess is fine. I guess it's fine. It's their choice. Don't you? Mine are fine. I mean, I've been to the gym for about a year, so mine have gone. Yeah, I know. Dan, Dan's wasting away on his programming, so we're we'll fine. We're we'll fine. Gym oh. mistakes. That's probably about right. Nutrition-wise, um, my mistakes never made any. Never made any. I, I honestly wish <laughs> I, I'd eaten so much more food. That's one thing that really annoys me. That I, when I was younger, when I when I when I was 
getting into training properly. Um, I was too focused on trying to get lean rather than just fucking drinking olive oil shakes yeah. and getting bigger. I was, yeah, basically, even when I got fat, I didn't want to get too fat, apparently. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, yeah, and I didn't have that. Um, yeah, they're really odd. But if I was going to go back in the gym, redo it, exactly the same, I do. Deadlift variation, probably a deadlift or a trap bar, more than likely. A squat variation, probably. I'd spend a hell of a lot more time goblet squatting, would be my cue for a lot of people who are starting gymming. Because when I program clients a hell of a lot, I give a lot of people goblet squats. And we know it fixes a lot of shit, basically, if you get good at mm. goblet squatting. Um, you realize your center of mass is better. You'll be able to hold your ribcage a hell of a lot better. It's, yeah, mad. Which I don't. I tend I tend to do it more now as people have seen me like landmine goblet squat because of the heaviness like you can load it up quite a lot um, it looks like explosive power forwards I've also started doing it's trying to do some like heavy goblet squats interesting for people trying to do it's like a either like a quarter or a third of your body weight uh, you should be able to goblet squat that for about 20 30 reps be interesting to see if you could do that man 30 of your body weight I think it is yeah. so 50 kilos. 50 kilos a third of <laughs> 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 fucking hell feel like, feel um, like yeah be good it's, it's pretty taxing actually it's more blowy more than anything else yeah I, I mean I think I'd be alright with that 25 yeah. kilos 26 kilos yeah be interesting what you lightweight um, yeah cool and then what did what did Ian ask about music in the gym he just sort of threw out a random question just said I know it's not really what you talk about but yeah any any good playlists that you listen to I, yeah, um, we're probably into the random part of the podcast right now, right now, guys. If anybody's new listening, we've we've covered actual topics, um, music when we're listening. I mean, I just I just put on. I mean, again, I don't really listen to heavy music outside of the gym, but I'll put on some heavy music, not as heavy as the shit you listen to, Tom. <laughs> um, but I don't really think about it to be honest. I either I just put something on that's fairly loud, some kind of rap R and B or hardcore like not he- not like Tom's heavy rock like <laughs> screamo emo crap but like heavy-ish kind of rock music um, but again it doesn't really bother I don't think about it I just put it on because it's better than nothing uh, yeah it doesn't it's not like I have to have it or anything and gym music's usually f- awful shocking like, absolutely poor not too sure people it's maybe. more just I don't want people bothering me I think as well yeah I think I that's the case uh, leave me alone sure but yeah I, I actually pick out stuff that I want to listen to during my sessions um, I bet you periodise your music don't periodise you, based music on what, what miso cycle you're on <laughs> exactly um, but right now it's usually heavy um, depending on I've actually just been most of the time just going through shuffling through my uh, Spotify at the moment um, but it does mix and match between basically heavy scream, heavy hardcore, like methcore stuff, and uh, yeah, some like Travis Barker and Yellow Wolf kind of rap, basically. Yeah, I, I, I've, I'm like an onion, mate. Yeah, absolutely fine. Um, but yeah you, made, yeah, you made people cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, most bands. Right now, Comeback Kid, Architects, that kind of thing. Go listen to them. Who? Comeback Kid, the Architects. No, Architects are great. Ian, to be fair, Ian will probably know who they are. All right, like, cool. He used to love listening to heavy rock shit. And then, like, Travis Barker, I've been listening to quite a lot. I'll never forget. Here's a funny story about Ian, right? Me and um, <laughs> me and, me and my housemates... Is, is, this, is this allowed to be shared? 
on the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, we shared we shared a, a top floor with Ian on our house. There's eight lads in a house, and me and Sam, um, who won't listen to the podcast, so you won't mind. Uh, <laughs> we were on the top floor with Ian, and I'll never forget it ever in my life. But we both woke up at about three or four in the morning. Ian had had a big night out, and um, we woke up about three or four in the morning to Kerrang Radio on nice. full blast so the, the reason I'm telling you is it's the emo screamo shit that you listen to right <laughs> came on right and I was lying in bed and I was like fuck me that's gonna turn off any second now he's gonna wake up and hear that anyway so it goes on for about 10 seconds he, nothing so I get up out of bed and I go to the door and then Sam's at his door going what the fuck's that noise and I'm like I don't know what the fuck that noise is right <laughs> going on about 20 seconds now we walked into Ian's room and Ian's there with his head next to this radio passed out with Kerrang Radio screaming as loud as possible next to his head and he didn't move a fucking muscle. And, and Sam, Sam was absolutely raging. And he picked up his radio and I think he threw it across the room and Ian didn't even know. Ian just must have woke up in the morning and just thought that his, his radio dropped on the floor or something. So, um, yeah, there you go, Ian. That's what happened to your radio. Um, yeah, like, I, I'll never forget that. I was like, and that's probably why I hate that kind of music because I was woken up by like three, three or four o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! Like, but like if that and wake up. If like, you're yeah. interested, like if you like that kind of music, I can quite happily fall asleep to it. Absolutely fine. Oh shut up! Can you? No, you can. No. You absolutely no, can. You can't. Yeah, you no, can. You can't. Yes, you can. Prove it. Oh, prove it. I will definitely prove it. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> I'm not that a Facebook live me falling to sleep. <laughs> Why not? Prove it. <laughs> no, in the Facebook live. Yeah, that's not like that's not like white noise, is it? It's fine. Stupid. It's absolutely fine. Uh, no, I'm not buying you're it. You're an idiot, mate. You're All right. Be- egg preparations, Dan. I put a poll out on the group because I was having an argument, basically. Um, yeah. By the way, as well, just before we start this, I knew I knew Seb James would add his own category. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. Like it's a, a guaranteed given. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Have you noticed how avocadoed wasn't on there <laughs> but there was, there was some interesting ones i wanted to explain what an egg preparation should be it's not mean egg plus thing so was it i think it was paul who put in egg fried rice you can't just add things to the egg oh he's an idiot <laughs> and, he's, in, he's, in, he's dying for a photo shoot his brain <laughs> and then like henry dunmore sponsored by natural fitness food um you can't just put meat and fucking breadcrumbs with it. That's basically just having a sandwich with an egg. Yeah, the Scotch egg is technically Scotch, boiled egg, right? It's technically, technically, boiled egg. technically, Henry, you've just gone boiled egg and lame as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, hands down, black pudding Scotch egg would win. Oh, of course, it would. The black pudding Scotch egg <laughs> but, is unbelievable. But yeah, is that ginger pig wasn't it? Is that ginger pig. No, that's not ginger pig. I was there today. I'm looking forward to going to ginger pig when I go to London. Actually, oh, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah, mm. for sure. <laughs> you have to look forward to it. That was at um, a place called Sourced. That's it. Yeah. You have been that's there. It. I think it was. I know. I mean, was, that's why I remember seeing it somewhere around Marlebone. That's why. It was opening uh, when you were leaving, I believe. About leaving. They sell. Yeah, uh, the one the corner. The yeah, Sourced yeah, one yeah, on the yeah, corner. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. I went in there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they, they sell you a coffee, don't they? You yeah, told they me do. to go there. They sell Cologne yeah. coffee, yeah. Only it's the best. Great. So, hands down, poached. Poached one, right? On that little mm. thing. Yeah. I'll be honest, I was torn 
poached and scrambled. They're the two, um, they're the two favourites. But for me, whenever I go to a hotel, I always order poached because I know that they can do it better than I can. I can't poach an egg particularly brilliantly, um, whereas I can scramble them pretty well. So I, I do like a, a good poached egg when someone knows how to make them properly. Yeah, poached was a good clear winner. Then you got scrambled. A lot of people are going for a scrambled. Because when you have it poached on toast, and it's like it's oh, poached is so much better, yeah. And then omelet, yeah, cream egg. I do like that shout. Um, whoever added that, that's that's good. Yeah, that's better uh, than fertilized. Better than fucking fertilized. Cloud. All right, Joe Wicks. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cloud. What that? Uh, Buddy Matt Morgan. Yeah, oh, that says it all, mate. That says it all. Mister Joe Wicks himself. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and Scotch egg. Raw, Stephen Box. Beautiful. Um, He's never eaten a raw egg in his life. He's never <laughs> to be all macho. He's never had a raw egg in his life, mate. He doesn't even like pickles. He's not going to eat a raw egg on its own, is he? He doesn't like pickles. No. Jesus Christ. Pancake no, anything pickled, Anything pickled or, vin- or vinegar, he'd hate it. Can't oh, have pickles, can't pickles are amazing, mate. But pancake toppings. Pancake toppings. Because I just had pancakes, basically, as we're going off the back of this. Mm. What are we going for? Give us a top five. Bacon, bacon and maple syrup right has to be up there. Bacon and maple syrup. Anything weird? Anything weird? No, not really. I don't think. Overrated. I did used to like. I did used to like raspberry yogurt with mango, sliced mango on top. Raspberry yogurt, with like protein mango. pancakes, like okay. plain yogurt, plain pancakes. Decent shot. Um, I had um, peanut, peanut butter and jelly, obviously. I had just now basically was the Reese's like chocolate peanut butter spread and a uh, blueberry jam in mine that was that went well that was good oh, yeah, so I, like I did uh, bacon and cheese on a savoury which is good yeah, yeah decent absolutely fine I don't think you can go too far wrong with a pancake topping really I'm That's sure someone will fuck it up on the Facebook yeah. group but <laughs> you could you couldn't really do that I don't think I think it's pretty solid I mean the solid like I don't really I think we might have talked about this in person before I don't really get the whole lemon and sugar thing there's so much oh more. I fucking hate it uh, I absolutely hate that anyone that says oh yeah I love pancakes with lemon juice and sugar on I'm like get the get fuck out. out have a lemon drizzle cake <laughs> I'm like what are you doing like, no put- I've never I've never liked that one ever because it's kind of like gritty you've eaten it you're like gritty yeah it's like, and- like come on put like no. no it's just no there's so much better things you're giving yourself pancakes just go nuts like yeah no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't on, trust someone who says that. No, I would always normally fall on the savoury side as well than the sweet side. I tell you what probably would be good on a pancake is pineapple. Pineapple? Interesting. I reckon that'd be good on a pancake, yeah. With cheese and then some, like, tomato ketchup on it. Some tomato puree, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. I bet, I bet, I bet there'd be some people that disagree, <laughs> but I think that'd be quite nice. That'd be great. I think so. Um, bit of ham. <laughs> bit of ham, always. Suddenly, <laughs> a bit of a pizza there going on, mate. But yeah, wonderful, mate. Oh, um, when I'm in London, we should, when I'm in London, we should go to Home Slice as well. We oh. will go to Home Slice. We need to properly. Oh, video mate, all we've these. got so much shit to do. We better get an itinerary sorted. Yeah, to be honest, because um, you're gonna be busy. You're gonna be busy <laughs> in air quotes training clients. Training clients, so, definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> mate, what, just take another week off, mate. Just take another week off. Like you've already taken a couple off this month. You might as well just call it. I'm not taking the whole week off. Call it up. Wow. Right, so uh, stupid things, Dan. Let's keep this moving um, before we end up just talking about more. Well, we, we can we can give more lists. I think we can give a list. Oh, we can go all day with lists. With lists, it's going to go through. Um, 
So, what's your what's your favourite chain restaurant? Oh, jeez, chain favourite chain restaurant for people for who, people top who three chain restaurants for for obviously the United Kingdom. Yeah, United Kingdom. Yeah, I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna go Yo Sushi. Okay. Still Nando's. I still have to say it's, it's in there. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say. Uh, if you say GBK, oh, I'm gonna hit you. Oaxacas, Oaxaca. That's good. That's actually good. Not not Five Guys. No, because that's fast food. This is a restaurant. <laughs> All right, sit down. Sit. Yeah, more of a yeah, sit down restaurant. Yeah. So Oaxacas is good, but I'd go Yo Sushi. We've frequented that before. Um, mm. For sure, Nando's is there. Thereabouts. I like. It might stuff, be number three. It's in there. But there's stuff like La Tasca. Which I always like, the Tasca, which is great. This is just, just Spanish tapas. Come, you've, got, you've got three, mate. Um, so I go to Tasca, Yo Sushi, and um, what's the Japanese one? Oh, um, Wagamamas. Wagamamas. I think I'll go Wagamamas just because I fucking love chicken katsu curry. Also, like yeah, you see, that's that's another good one as well. Yeah, but I, I still think slightly like, overpriced. Right. That's right. Top, top three, bang. three, top three diet drinks. <laughs> top three diet drinks. Jesus. See, mate, it's not easy, is it? It's not easy, but you're gonna go. Come on. There's not enough lilt nowadays. Mate, lilt zero is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I would always go for something slightly through, like fruity. So I'd rather go for some sort of Fanta. But not a variation of Fanta, not like some random fruit berry or random, because Lilt do it better. Um, yeah, so I'd normally go like normal orange Fanta. Then just like a fucking Diet Coke, like by the end. Um, yeah, a plain, simple, bland. Yeah, I'm, I would go Diet Pepsi. No. It's better than Diet Coke. Diet, Diet Pepsi. That's, and then I if would you're, say... If you're right, if all right being wrong, mate, that's absolutely fine. But mate, shut up. Yeah. Mate, shut up. Diet Pepsi. <laughs> And then Lilt Zero, and then uh, Diet Cloudy Lemonade has just got to be there. It's just incredible. <laughs> Best gym train. No, we can't really answer that. That'd be fun. Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is. Stupid things on the internet this week. Speaking of uh, gym chains, so yeah, our listeners in Australia, and we're gonna we're gonna go through like a little rundown of countries because I'd like to get, see if Dan could uh, actually guess the countries of people who listen and just give like fucking shout outs to people who are listening, man, um, and thank a whole country. That'd be more than anything. But basically, in Australia, one of the largest gym chains called uh, Snap Fitness, twenty four seven. Um, so uh, I believe uh, they're being sued. Um, so that gym and a uh, a PT as uh, a, a chap who uh, trained with a PT for one session um, got admitted to hospital for a week and uh, got diagnosed with a rhabdo rhabdomyolysis I believe it is so it's a rapid breakdown or like of muscle tissue which is severe enough to literally butcher some kidneys if I'm not too mistaken that's correct yeah that is correct so essentially so the diagnosis was done after post as he went he basically urinated and it was black um 
Obviously, urine comes from the kidneys, and that's not a good thing. So <laughs> they said it was for excessive exercise. Um, I don't really know what to make of that, because um, I, I mean, think maybe did it like maybe did it maybe he did like a gym class or something. <laughs> I we had a PT session, but he was like the alleged trainer. Told, so this is yeah, of the Brisbane Times. Um, I have no idea whether they're a credible source. Anybody in Australia, tell me. Um, anybody in Brisbane, probably tell me. So the alleged trainer told him to push through this, despite complaining of significant. Uh, pain in his legs and groin, feeling faint, struggling to stand and vomiting in the toilet several times. I've done wow, all Wow, what a good trainer. <laughs> Fuck me. I've done Seriously? all those things to myself, but I've never done them to my clients. Um, but, yeah. But don't... Wow. Hang on. Hang on, right? Hang on. The, 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 several the, 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 several times. If you're a trainer, right? Yeah, once. Once, once is enough. Go, go, <laughs> it's like, that's it, right? We, we found the threshold. Let's stop there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! Again, yeah. What a fucking. But one of the one of the interesting things, if you scroll down uh, on the uh, the article, is that both Snap and the trainer were contesting the lawsuit, but disagreed over whether the P <laughs> whether it was actually PT was an employee of the gym. So the PT might not <laughs> have even been an employee. So. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure the gym will be fine then. Um, Probably if if the PTs I don't know that's really odd. So if it might not be even it'd just be a random member of the public giving this person advice, um, or it's like a PT that's contracted to the ah very weird. Um, you have to train incredibly hard um, to suffer from rhabdomyolysis, I believe. Um, I think I think me and Dan know somebody who did. I'm not too sure. It might be like a. I don't know, some sort of rumour, but there was a, a, an ex-Marine that we know who's crazy, who's well, crazy well. Um, which we, we he probably would. He just literally, like, stories we know, he'd literally just pop out for a run and suddenly he's run a marathon. And we'd be like, all right, that happens, does it? I mean, I remember his brother. <laughs> I remember his brother. We went out on a night out, all of us, and we stayed over on, like, literally on the floor of someone's house and he threw up all night, was sick everywhere. And then he went with this guy, with his brother, the next morning to go and run a marathon. He'd not eaten a thing or anything. He'd just been, he was hungover as anything. And he just went and run a marathon. Like, just, like, bonkers. Absolutely like, just mad. incredibly bonkers. All right, so that's stupid thing with the internet because, like, that's just a ridiculous story. That's um, just mental. <laughs> absolutely mad. So I'm not, I just literally don't know how to take that, I guess, because it's, it's mad in every possible way it could be. Um, so, yeah. Let's look at let's look at a rundown. This is quite interesting. We can give some shout outs to uh, countries over every episode we've kind of ever had. Um, let's give an overall statistic. So, Dan, what do you reckon as we're doing lists? Um, mm. And we're 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 increasing in size. We've got enough. We we got enough. We want more listeners, obviously. But yeah, I think yeah. the problem is we don't tell our listeners to share it with their friends enough. We need to make sure we get more people listening. Yeah, maybe. maybe like, we're really insane. bad at we're really bad <laughs> about the salesy bit. Like, guys, can you please yeah. share it with all your friends so that they mm. can listen and they can share in this great knowledge? Um, it'd be really helpful. So interesting. So we've got like we've got a top ten really of uh, countries. So yeah. what what do you think? Well, number one, UK. Yes. Number two, America. Yes. So they're the top two. Top two. Um. And I would say number three, then Australia, just because they speak English. Yes, number three, Australia. Number four, 
I find it some uh, madly interesting. Ireland? Or is that including? No, the, no. Ireland, Ireland are in top ten. They're number six. There's two countries uh, ahead of them. One of them is uh, not English speaking as well. Um, Spain? No, Spain are, are top ten. They're number nine. That's just. Uh, oh, is it somewhere like? No, oh, I don't want to say somewhere like Thailand, where there could be a lot of English speakers. No, Th- Thailand's down there. They're into tra- they're into training. Maybe Thailand's number, um, t- number twenty-seven, but. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. at least we're on there. <laughs> uh, Germany? Germany, number seven. Ooh. Oh, France. No, France are nowhere. we got, like, no, France are awful. 25. Fuck you, France. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> mate. What is it? What is it? Um, so, yeah, we've got UK, USA, Australia, Canada. Oh, of course, Canada. <laughs> Come on, mate. Would we... Oh, would be the biggest or big so one, um, and then an increasing number over the last few weeks of Denmark, which yeah. I am I am going to Denmark this week. So if you're in Copenhagen and the podcast, I'm literally there on Thursday till Sunday. Um, I'm staying in Copenhagen. Right. Okay. Okay. Come say hello. Any, anyone who can get a picture with, with Tom me. having a beer, <laughs> having a beer with Tom. That'd be incredible. Get Absolutely. it done and get um, it get it on Instagram now. Yeah. Like, um, do what you need to do. Get it sorted. Get it arranged. So Denmark, <laughs> and then who was number six? Germany. You got Ireland, Germany. Ireland, Germany. And then you got you're missing number eight and number ten. You got Spain at nine. So Brazil, Argentina. No. Oh, I don't even know. Sweden. Our friends uh, in Sweden. What's yeah. it? Oh, Sweden. It's fine. Um, and, Denmark. <laughs> yeah, very true. Being Scandinavia and uh, number ten. No, you... I, I meant. I meant. Oh, as in like I didn't get it. All right. And number ten, New Zealand. Interesting. Oh, New Zealand. New yeah. Zealand. I didn't think yeah. of that. To be honest, one of my clients is in New Zealand right now, so he might just multi- do multiple downloads and multiple listens. And I know he listens, so. It'd be interesting. Well, there you go. <laughs> just him, like uh, mental, but he's yeah, he's got yeah. at least hit like about four figures, so that's fine. Yeah, quite interesting. But yeah, yeah, spread the word, guys. Like, find your favourite episode ever and share it with your friends and see if they enjoy it as well, and then we can get them to listen. Yeah, absolutely fine. Cool, awesome. There's nothing. Is there anything big happening in the world of Team Box? You need any announcements? Anything happening? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, but Not yet. I'm sure you'll find out sooner rather than later if anything does happen. Wonderful. All right, that's... And it will, it will, it will be happening. It will be soon. happening. Wonderful. Um, I will be contacting um, the first members of my strength group, um, which will be running for eight weeks from the first of the month. Yeah, about two, three weeks. So that'll be interesting. So five to ten very select lucky people. Um, well, if you if you want, you're going to be slightly, slightly semi kind of coached by me. Um, but that'll be fun. We'll see how it goes. See if we can get some people making some extraordinary gains um, and then have some shits and giggles whilst we do it. Okay, all right. Bit of a random that's episode, right. guys, to be honest, but you got some knowledge base and you got some bloody lists. So, uh, yeah, that's a wrap, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Go spread the word. Go rate us on iTunes. Go follow Dan on Instagram because he wants lots of followers because he wants to be Insta-famous. Um, that's it. Catch you next week, guys.